these community relations from the regular it is time for us to unite and move the step forward to the absurd news headlines get us talking for every story that makes the headlines you need experts and analysts the complaint basically is they will say motivation i mean the page yeah, yeah, motivation and even the moral and then we don't produce we consume you see the social investment program was almost like a charity funding did it reach the poorest of the poor and in what form you borrowed and that's people money dashed every weekday from 5 p.m to 6 p.m join ponsa fanab and gilbert joseph on nigeria at sunset as they dissect trending political and social issues bringing lights darkness and voices silence because as i am now i'm a very confused man because whether to go to left or go to right Hello there, very good evening to you and welcome to the program Nigeria at Sunset on J101.9 here in Jaws. My name is Ponsak Fanab. It's a beautiful uh, Tuesday evening, 20th of February 2024. Gilbert, good evening. How's the day and how's the going? Good evening, Ponsak. Um, it was an interesting day and um, it's almost like um, all of the days of my week would, would just remain the same. Yeah. And that's, that's the strongest. I'm, I'm happy to hear that. Yeah, yeah. Um, uh, so, so it will end up positive, and that's one thing I'm confident of. Ponsak, yeah. evening, and how was your your day as well? Well, it was a mix, a uh, mix of uh, reflection, a uh, lot of you know things that I had today. But uh, well, it's all good. I'll always tell myself that is you don't always win in life. Mm. Uh, you win some, you know, you lose some. Um, but I don't, I don't get to celebrate winning. I don't get to regret losing, um, but all of it, what I do is I learn, because I believe that life is about learning. is is a lifelong a lifelong journey of uh, learning, and you have to constantly learn every day. I think that the day you stop learning, that's the day that you die. Mm-hmm. Uh, even if you are, I'll say, a thousand year old, you have to uh, learn. Well, I don't know where to start from, uh, Gilbert. I mean, there are many, many yeah, uh, too stories. Many issues, too many issues, absolutely. But the cost of, cost of life in Nigeria is, mm-hmm. is crazy. It's, it's crazy. And I don't know how to look at it because the government, you know, uh, are painting the picture that there are some economic saboteurs, you know, that are okay. sabotaging okay. the efforts of government. But if you flip the coin the same conversation uh, you ask do we have food security I think that Nigerians are yet to understand that the first role of government is not I mean it's not the the first role is not to protect your properties is to protect your lives first and how do they do that or how should they do that is by food security do we have sufficient food one of the things that is happening in Nigeria that, uh, by the way, if you look at the uh, projection of our population in 2030, is very, very scary. Very, very scary. Our population is exponentially growing, but we don't have enough food, you know, to feed the population. And then there is a worsening uh, state of insecurity that 
people can no longer go to their farms, you know, to farm. Uh, the other day I was watching a news report of a yam market in Niger State. Uh, I mean, they can no longer go, you know, to the farm to, because they might get kidnapped. I mean, the activities of bandits, you know, uh, are notorious uh, individual who have individuals that have taken up arms, you know, against uh, the state. So if if you begin, you know, putting into consideration you know, some of these things, and then one of the things, I, I Gilbert, I honestly do think that Nigerians should slow down on uh, the rate at which we give birth. Give birth. That's that's a strong argument, and yeah. I concur. I, I in think totality. That, yeah, I think. Yeah. Because, look at there's water shortages, water mm -hmm. scar uh, scarcity. I mean, we have depleting wildlife. Mm -hmm. Why? Because of population. Mm -hmm. Pop and then you have uh, the whole insecurity and then, you know, some other people will say climate change. Mm -hmm. uh, most lands that we have are arid mm -hmm. and uh, it takes modern technology, you know, to uh, cultivate them. And then you have human beings that, you know, always want to give birth. And then the logic is that, ah, uh, if you don't give birth, you know, uh, procreation will be stalled. And it's it's a shallow argument you see the, the the fact that we rely on god a lot or on on the spiritual yeah. for the solution of most of our problems is one of the reasons why we just think that giving birth and then letting children walk all over the street um, is not a problem per se and in truth if we were logical enough to look at this problem holistically and with clear mind it then implies that we don't have any sort of problem and um, a colleague today, mm -hmm. Ponsak, recommended, you know, the interview of Putin and um, Tucker Carlson to me 11 days ago. I had to go look for that interview. Oh, I watched uh, it. Yes, really an interesting interview. And they were speaking about, you know, the threats that the U.S., perceived threats the mm -hmm. U.S. would be feeling, you know, as against what's happening between yeah. Russia and the rest of the West and all that. And Putin says, look... We are not the problem of the West or even the U.S. Yeah. It's China. Look at the population of China and look at the volume of trade that China is able to, you know, generate for in its country and even in terms of exports and all that. So it means that if we make good use of our population, that will never be a problem. But we know we have a weakness. We have a weak point to the regards or to the effect that we don't take care of our populations yeah. enough. So why continue to give birth in the name of procreation? Yeah. You know, and it's... It, it's a big source of worry, especially when you spoke about, you know, the issue of food insecurity and all of that. Bandits invade places, and for the umpteen time, bandits as well feel the hunger. They feel the brunt that everybody feels, and that's why they go into places, wreak havoc, and then even extort the food items or mm. foodstuffs that are found in places. And I think that's tough, a, a really tough challenge for government to be able to address mm. uh, right now. It's, it's worrisome. It's worrisome, but um, the biggest culprit, once again, that I will say in all of this is President Muhammad Buhari, the former president of Nigeria. Because right now, everybody seems to be uh, adducing the problem of the country to his government. Whoever yeah. speaks, from Oshemole to Wale Edun, everybody who comes up to, comes I mean, up today, to speak. Even Dalong, on thank you. TV, yeah. Do you understand? So, um, it's, I, the man appears to be an orphan right now because nobody is even speaking to his defense. You know, um, but it will, it will be because President Buhari, um, Tinubu knows that, look, this is the sort of problem that I will meet on ground. And he doesn't have reasons enough 
to be proffering these excuses or even his adjutants yeah. to come up with these excuses and say, look, it's the handling of this problem by the past government. You are the same party. By the way, you recycled yourself and people, yeah. some people who worked in the last government and all that. So it's shallow. It's really shallow. Yeah, but, well, uh, as individuals, you have to th you know, think very hard. I grew up uh, going out to fresh water. I still see kids you know, doing this uh, to this day. Uh, and the prediction for Africa is really scary. You know, I, I could want a shortage. I mean, even in urban areas right now, communities like Holshi, Tudungwada, uh, I mean, most of uh, most of Bukuru, just Bukuru metropolis, they have acute water shortages. Mm -hmm. You know, people don't have. And you know, I, I mean, community health expert will tell you that if you want populations to live healthy life, if you address the issue of water, people have good sanitary uh, conditions but uh, well this is where we hmm. where we, we are found ourselves. yeah uh, I mean the cost of food one bag of rice is about <laughs> 80,000 naira bag of cement uh, is a huge sum of money and then the federal government are saying that uh, they are going to they are even threatening uh, oil, uh, cement producers that they are going to open up the borders to allow for uh, cement importation I do not see the sense in shutting our borders when we don't have sufficiency. I, I do not. It's just like the government wants to kill people. Mm -hmm. Yeah, I, I don't see. It doesn't. I'm not in economies, but uh, it's like you're not sufficiently fed. And then you're saying that, no, Look, I wouldn't accept any it or anybody who comes to sell to me. Yeah, you can't live in isolation. It doesn't work that I way. I think um, we are not economists, like you said. Yeah. But it doesn't work it's, that way. It's something that. It's common sense. Yes, yes. So Common sense. Uh, sense is, uh, well, not common again. Mm -hmm. Well, uh, Abuja Electric Dis uh, Electricity Distribution <laughs> Company has even said that even the Ministry of Power <laughs> has bills to pay. Well, Zach, the so presidential rock. villa <laughs> has bills to pay. I mean, you know, it's like if the Gen Z's, they have one saying that Nigeria na cruise and inshallah. You know, it's like cruiser, inshallah, vibes, is, yeah, vibes, vibes like inshallah. yeah, inshallah, is by the grace of God, you know. Uh, I mean, can you, so the Asurok is even breaking the rules, he's not even uh, doing business with uh, the Abuja Electricity Distribution Company, <laughs> even the Ministry of Defense. I like some, <laughs> it's, it's, it may be funny, but again, it's not funny. Well. Uh, I just hope that uh, Abuja Electricity will go and disconnect Tinubu's light <laughs> so that you you feel what Nigerians. You know, I I, I <laughs> this morning when I was watching this on uh, on national TV, I just say hi hi Nigeria, hi 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 this country hi, <laughs> and even the Ministry of Power and then the Presidential Villa has bills to pay. Abi Nepal saying that we never pay us our money. Oh my God! I, 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 yeah, I, I don't know what else you know to say again. Forty-seven billion. That's you know uh, the, the money. The total, yeah. yeah. Um, amount being owed. It's, know, it's scary, it's, it's really, really, really unfortunate. But um, people again who make excuses will tell you that no nation runs without debt. Um, but to what extent? To the extent that you cripple somebody's... No, no. Uh, Gilbert, yeah. this is not the... This is an essential 
electricity is very essential. Yeah, really essential. So it's not the issue really of yeah, we know that death is you know uh, okay. No, that's why I said. But when it comes, it's like excuses. water. Okay, maybe the excuses. water board, the yeah. water board in Abuja have yeah. not come out to say how much bills you know yeah. there. Yeah. But is electricity is very essential. Yeah. You have is okay if I don't have. I mean, I don't know of any app that gives you electricity units on credit. Mm. I, I've never heard. I've never heard that. Because it's very essential. Yeah, yeah. And you see, the implication of this is um, is that we're on life support. All of us Nigerians are on life support. Um, the fact that um, an exalted facility, such as a presidential villa, is owing a debt speaks volume concern. Mm-hmm. The mm-hmm. fact that the Ministry of Power is owing debt to the um, to the power suppliers speaks a lot about the sort of life we're living as a people. Um, people have to just forget about how comic we just presented this issue, but there is big lesson, big big lesson to be able to take home and take away from that. How can I mean? How can so if it is happening to these exalted positions? That the very problem bedeviling us should be solved, or that's where people who are expected to solve the problem are domiciled, and they have to think with their heads, and then they are owing this sort of credit. Mm. It means there is so much, there is so much trouble. Yeah. Well, very, very uh, unfortunate, you know, I would say. But people are protesting, you know. I, and I want Nigeria to. Forget about labor. They don't mean well for Nigeria. The, the, the protests will the, never hold. Is I mean, I, if, I dare if, say, if I, I dare bet. Say, yeah, if yeah. I play bets, mm-hmm. I would bet the protests will never hold. And for me, I dare say that labor are a bunch of jokers. I don't have any apology for saying that because uh, it's like their leadership don't even care about uh, theirs is to threaten that we're going on strike and mm-hmm. then they'll, uh, I don't know what will happen, you know, behind the doors and then they'll come out to say, no, uh, the government is, you know, working. and uh, But look at what happened yesterday, I think, or uh, two days ago in Ibadan. Mm-hmm. Yeah. People it came was out, yesterday. Yeah, people came out and said that, look, the hardship They're is too hungry. much. You know, They're hungry, you know, hungry. the hardship is too much. And I don't know what you make of this when you, um, when you look at it on the flip side, Ponsak, to the effect that the Southeast and even IPOB are saying, look, nobody should protest in the Southeast. That's their problem. Yeah, because according to them, Right in the last election, people said it's not your turn, hold on, and all that. So it's time to enjoy the deliverables and everything. There's their business, uh, but as long as they are living on this geographical <laughs> space called Nigeria, it affects them. Uh, I don't care, you know, the kind of politics. I mean, Tinibu came out to say that it's his turn. Showed that contested, he believes that he was his turn, that's why he came out to. So nobody should uh, make me confused about. Uh, and you see, that is that is what I always... I mean, during the last election, mm-hmm. uh, so many people thought that, ah, I don't like, you know, the Igbos, I don't like people from the Southeast, you know, because I said nobody should blackmail, you know, me. I'm from Plata, a minority in this country. And then no tribe will come and tell me that it's their turn. Tinevu said it's my turn because he believes in himself. That's why he ran for president. Same thing with Shore. Same thing with any other person, you know, that ran for president. Uh, because Tinubu said, you know, Emilokon in his own, and then you want to make, you know, an issue out of it. Everybody that came out to concert, uh, contest for that election is their turn. And let me even tell you, uh, Gilbert, yeah. I've had to argue this. Even if it was whoever that won, you know, uh, aside from Tinubu that won, 
the economic yeah, basis yeah. is already laid. Mm -hmm. Nigeria's economy was already bastardized. Mm -hmm. And so there's no magic one anybody will come and do. And then people, and it's, it's for me, it's, it's very perplexing that people think that uh, one individual has the magic one to solve our problem. It's a lie. That was the same propaganda that brought in Buhari, that even poor people from northern Nigeria brought, uh, bought uh, 200 naira to church, 100 naira. Some people even gave their life savings. They said that he, he was going to walk. But he came and you know the people, the poor people you know really suffered for it. So nobody should. Uh, I'll always say that. Look, if you have too much trust for politicians, that is your business, because politicians will always be politicians. And uh, when you are in, I mean, the call to politics is not the call to sainthood. So you you've got to understand you know these things. Don't tell me that ah because your person is not there. Uh, I mean. Everybody that uh, contested believed that it's his, it was his turn. That's why they contested. Because Tinubu said it and then you want to... I'm not supporting, you know, Tinubu. But nobody should, you know, blackmail. And I think that that's one of the foundational problems we have in this country. Uh, that will politicize every... You know, I was... Yesterday, uh, a friend was telling me that uh, that is the North that are hoarding... Uh, agricultural commodities. That's why there is. But the North is also crying. Uh -uh. The North is also crying. Um, I think that on that point, Ponsak, um, the issue of you know the solution to Nigeria's problem and all that. Agreed, we're all in a, in a mess all along. But the handling of the situation by this government has to be called out. That's my belief. That's, of course. Yes. Yes. Yeah. Um, it was terrible. It was. You just can't. Um, formulate policies by impulse. You just wake up one day and pronounce a thing and it comes to effect. Backtrack, backtrack, you refuse. Okay, even if it were just um, by virtue of another pronouncement, the fuel subsidy, some, it's something people argue is still ongoing, it's still happening, it's still being paid, you know. But since this is the situation, come out and say, look, in the meantime, um, we're halting or we're returning to the subsidy regime just to, you know, um, ameliorate the sufferings of Nigerians. Since you can't find outrightly a solution that allows you to hold forth the decision to remove the fuel subsidy as well as, you know, try to just calm things down in terms of the handling of the economy, that's really too poor. I think that's my position on that. But um, like you have said, politicians can't be trusted. We just need an iota of responsibility from politicians. Because in the end, when you even vouch for politicians, you just get thrown into the ditch. And, and you, your job as a citizen is to hold them to account. account. That is your job, you know. Uh, but if you trust a politician to his whims and caprices, mm -hmm. I mean, he's going to uh, feel you know that uh, about uh, that. Well, federal government yesterday, uh, ASU, I mean, some of the areas, the federal government have started paying, uh, and ASU are not saying anything. Well, uh, we'll there, there's an argument again. Yeah, well, we respect them that at least they are quiet because we don't want kidnappers to, uh, you know, them, said, for them to be they have soft said it's two months and it's not worth, you know, what they are being paid. Some haven't seen, you know. Um, so, I, but I the know. bottom line is that the federal government have paid ASU. I mean, even if it's one month, you know, it's uh, still in contention. Yes, well, they paid and. Uh, we, go, I mean, the news has it today that uh, some federal civil servants today uh, have confirmed that the federal government have started paying the November last wage year wage award. Mm -hmm. 
so uh, that is, uh, and I think that maybe a smart way to re- reflate the economy. I don't know what. <laughs> we'll see. <laughs> Let's take this short break. When we come back, the show will continue. Stay here. Every day, political stories fill our airways. Morning, the national chairman of the Police Community Relations. From the regular. It is time for us to unite and move the state forward. To the absurd. The Senate President has sent prayers to your members. News headlines get us talking. For every story that makes the headlines, you need experts and analysts. The complaint basically is they will say motivation. I mean, the pay yeah, is not yeah, good. Motivation and even the moral, and then we don't produce. We consume. You see, the social investment program was almost like a charity funding. Did it reached the poorest of the poor and in what form you borrowed and dashed people money dashed every weekday from 5 p.m to 6 p.m join ponsa fanab and gilbert joseph on nigeria at sunset as they dissect trending political and social issues bringing lights darkness and voices to silence because as i am now i'm a very confused man because whether to go to left or go to right Thank you for having me again. Uh, the solution is already started. The measures is already started because, as I said earlier, there was a scarcity of the food in the country, and that is the thing that made the thing to be harder for the, uh, for the Nigerians. We are over 200 million people in this country, and the demand of the food is less than the production of the food. We advise the government, it's our government, we advise them for investing more in agriculture and uh, for the productivity, for introduce, introducing modern priming, for creating more jobs, infrastructures, and so on. And the solution is common, advertically. We are... He already keeping party politics aside. I join him. We are not longer a, a partisan. Let us face the reality as the Nigerian young people. The heat is not only party people that are, uh, it is not only Labour Party that are taking the heat. We are all we are all taking the heat. That is the reality. And for we are always together with with the masses. I'm from grassroots politician. I'm always together with the masses at the grassroots. I, I, I feel the pain when the Hashi was there. And the solution is common. As I said, it's common. Now, since there was scarcity, I want to even commend the president for, 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 uh, for give an order of lease uh, 42 thousand matri uh, tons of uh, uh, mess and 60,000 matri ton uh, of rice. But I want to advise the president again not to release those food items like that. Let them create a strong tax force that will monitoring those food. Make sure the food reach to the need, needful people. Because in this country we are, it's more easier some governors to hide that food against 2023, uh, 2027 general election. It's nothing, it's nothing new. 
they will hide the food and they use it for their campaign. Every day, political stories fill our airways. Morning, the national chairman of the police community relations. From the regular, and it is time for us to unite and move the step forward. To the absurd, the seven president has sent prayers to your members. News headlines get us talking. For every story that makes the headlines, you need experts and analysts. The complaint basically is they will say motivation. I mean, the page yeah, yeah, motivation and even the moral, and then we don't produce, we consume. You see, the social investment program was almost like a charity funding. It reached the poorest of the poor, and in what form? You borrowed and dashed people's money. Dashed. Every weekday from 5 p.m. to 6 p.m., join Ponsa Fanab and Gilbert Joseph on Nigeria at Sunset as they dissect trending political and social issues, bringing lights, darkness, and voices to silence. Because as I am now, I'm a very confused man. Because whether to go to left or go to right. glad you're still uh, here. Uh, the program is Nigeria Sunset. We just got word that uh, uh, the guests were expecting the Director of Press and Public Affairs to the Governor of Plateau State, but got word that uh, something came up. He has an emergency and something urgent and important came up. So, well, uh, Gilbert, I think we should just open the phone lines. Yeah. It happens. Yeah. Well, uh, you can join the conversation zero eight one two one eight seven 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 or call zero nine zero five five six 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 nine nine. Don't forget to turn down the volume of your radio, or you turn it off completely, and then you tell us the name and where you're calling from. Yeah, the social media on Facebook we are JFM Live, and on X we are JFM Just. Drop your comments there. Yes, let's take the first call. Hello. Got too late. Sorry about that. Zero eight one two one eight seven 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 seven, or you call zero nine zero five five six 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 nine nine. Turn down the volume of your radio, or you turn it off completely, and then you tell us the name and where you're calling from. Very important for you to do that. Hello. Hello. Good evening, Mr. Pasak. Thank you for calling. Mr. Gilbert. Good evening. Good evening, sir. Robert Mancini on the line from Namingo Road. Thank you for calling. We're listening to you. Honestly, Mr. Ponsak, Nigerians are finding hard life very, very hard. The poor man in Nigeria is passing through hell. Mr. Ponsak, do you know that Magi in my area now, three is 15 era seasoning. 15 era? Seasoning that is three, 15 era. Where is Nigeria heading to? I, I don't know if if, Niger, if, if Mr. President advisors are advising him that people that voted him into power can no longer feed. Before me, I guess as it was, we, we must blame Wari for laying the foundation because all this thing started when the idea of changing Nigerian currency overnight came, when the idea of saying that Mr. President came then, the second one that affected Nigeria, when he came, the present president, 
you came overnight in less than 20 minutes, you said fuel subsidy is gone without putting proper policies and amelioration measures on ground. How did you expect Nigerians to fear? Now it is biting hard. That is why even the bandits, they, they, even they are ransacking food. According to newspaper reviews, bandits ransack certain villages, in, I think in Niger, cutting away, cutting away food. You can imagine, it's no longer human beings that they're even cutting away. Even food, they are cutting away. Are we going to survive well in this country? We are begging Mr. President to please look into what is going on. And if possibly, people that are supposed to regulate the price of price control mechanisms should be put on ground. And their agencies like that are looking on how price are being sold, that when I go to this shop and I notice that the amount is exorbitant, Another person still goes there and notice when we go to a certain office and report it, they will take action. We don't have those offices. Which office, is, which office will I go to today? If I'm not satisfied with certain prices that shops are putting, that I believe that is on their own, that they are just exorbitating price of goods on their own. You go to market, you buy something, the next minute is another thing. I went to buy my kit this morning and I was told my kit 3 is 15 era. I was, I was perplexed. I was shocked. Please, Nigeria, the president of this country should hear our cry and help us. We are dying. We are dying. The salary is not increased, but goods in the market, commodities in the market is getting high by the second, not by the minute anymore. We are tired. Please, they should hear our cry. That's my take this evening. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you. You know, uh, this the first caller, you know, said something very... Uh, pertinent and very important that I think we should uh, highlight, Gilbert. Yeah. The cost of living is high, but wages have remained stagnant. And how about people like me and you that don't mm -hmm. work for the government? Mm -hmm. You know, um, that's on the one huh. hand. I was watching this um, is a comic content, you know, on the internet, and someone was say that someone was saying that. Nigeria is not hard enough because Nigerians still have money to buy data to con complain on the internet. Mm -hmm. He said that when you know Nigerians can no longer afford data, you know to uh, buy, that is when you know Nigerians will. I I, I, I think that person is extremely wicked. <laughs> well, extremely wicked. It, it for me it kind of you know makes sense because I I've I've, I've thought about this, Gilbert. Yeah. What is the Elect, uh, what they call elect elasticity limit yeah, yeah. of Nigerians. Yeah. At what point do okay, we? Okay, the know, breaking limit. Where yeah. we say it's enough. Yeah. Well, I, I, but, but but you know again my point, Ponsak. Take for example you and I. We can't do the job we do without the internet. It's practically just not possible. I don't. I do you understand? Yeah. Now look at the necessity, and there are people who promote businesses online. And that is why when Buhari took the decision to ban Twitter, you saw how the young people groaned and how they cried at the top of their voices. We lost money. Do you get? So what exactly is the person saying? I think this is the way I'm looking at the issue. Yeah, you know, I mean, there's truth to what you're saying. Uh, but when I sat back, sat down, you know, I, I just asked myself, at what point will Nigerians, you know, rise up to say, look, government, we've had enough. We can't continue... Uh, living life like, like this. this, you know. Uh, I don't know, is it because we find Suko, we're fatalistic people that whatever mm. happens to us, we ascribe, ascribe it to, to God? God? Mm. I do not know. I do not know. Hello. Hello. Thank you for calling. 
Good evening, Ponsat and Gilbert Joseph. Yeah, thank you for calling. Yes, this is Comrade Marambulus Mandiu calling you from Defo in Bokos. We're listening. I'm telling you, Ponsat, it is rather quite unfortunate with what you know, is happening in this country. Look at the politician. Look at those who crucified out of the then administration of good law, uh, Jonathan. Everybody is quiet. Everybody is quiet. Nobody is even talking. Yeah. What are we doing? I don't know. I don't know. I keep asking myself. Who do us all those things? Who do us all those, all those things? No. You know, it, it was during Bukhari you know, regime that you no know, villages were ransacked. You no know, villages were chased out from their ancestral homes. You know, most importantly here in the Middle Belt. And you know what Middle Belt can you now produce when it comes to agriculture. And some people you know, thought that with some of us that we normally talk you of know, calling for a village. No, it's just like a drama. Oh, he's just talking. He's just talking. I said that one day, one day, if you don't, if people living in the cities you know, don't rise up and tell the government that enough is enough for what is happening in the villages, enough is enough for what is happening you now in the agricultural sector. In fact, you no, know, it's just a matter of time. And we are seeing it now. That is interested to know that come down to Devo. I will take you around to show you places that we, we are supposed to be cultivated, you know, to, 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 to cultivate and plan what Irish potatoes and other, you know, commodities that will be taken you know, to the cities that you can go and buy. The place is there, in fact, nothing, no, not, nothing is even happening. People, they have abandoned their lands because of, number one, insecurity. Yeah. People, they have abandoned their lands because of what they high price of what the you know agricultural what input like fertilizers and other insects that things that people will use in fact to 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 to, to, to support their farming nothing i'm telling you people know they have lost you know their uh, 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 their investment i'm telling you. you you farm today tomorrow you go and discover that you know the cattle snow and uh, graze on your farm we we cry out we cry out and nobody what i'm talking about the last administration of uh, president mohanabu Many people, when we call some people, somebody will sit in one corner and say, ah, it's not like that. Let me tell you something. Villages, in fact, they are, do you know that the people now, they have run you know, from, the, from their villages to their cities. And number one, no, they are not educated. Some of them, in fact, what they do is what occupation you know, of farming and whatever. Now, many of them, they, they have turned to, into what museums in the society, you know, in the cities now. They have abandoned their, their, their villages because of insecurity. They have abandoned their villages because they cannot, there are no social amenities. In fact, nothing, you've come down to the phone, in fact, there's no road, no electricity, no water. Just tell, talk about it, no security. In fact, people in the villages, if you ask me, they are, they are the government or, or no, of their own. They are providing everything. Once it is 7 o'clock, you know, I don't, I don't sleep you know, in, in my room. Once it is 7 o'clock. For how long should we continue? You know, should I continue to be thinking of what to, to produce you now for the nation, or should I continue to, to, to be thinking of you now how to secure my life? I agree with you. So these are some of the issues. These are some of the problems. We cry out. Let me tell you something. But it interests you to know that if government did not do anything, in fact, hello, it will be even worse than what we are seeing today in the villages. Come to Bokos, I'm telling you. If you think yeah. that I'm just come and I will take you around, you know, you know, I will show you places that they are supposed to be cultivated, but because of this insecurity, you know, people are saying, "Oh no, let's go to the uh, and die in the city." Even if it, 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 if, if it means that. Oh, we uh, lost connection with him. I mean, he's making a very yeah. important point Lots because if you look at the rural urban migration, you know, India has one of the worst uh, statistics when it comes to uh, rural urban migration. 
but for plateau state most especially is due to insecurity yeah first yeah. run over migration yeah but over migration. you have to i mean you have to think of it you know in in, in this light that is how i look at it mm. are you going to stay back in the village the chances are high that your that life you may end killed. up in the mm. uh, idp camp that is if you don't get killed mm. or you come to the city and do menial jobs or maybe at the end of the day because you don't have skills to compete you and know your in the productivity city. is reduced yeah further. and then maybe you take mm. to a life of crime mm-hmm. so which one is and you know one of the things that with a human being is that a human being will always find a way to survive that Very is true. one of the first mm-hmm. rule uh, I, i mean is 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 nature's most potent rules that the human being must find a way to survive first and foremost before any other thing uh you know so it's it is very important that i think we uh look at this you know in in uh in this light but what he has said you know very very i mean that's the truth painful but, but that's the, the reality truth, yeah yeah um, let's take more phone calls hello Thank you for calling. Yeah, this is Dave Angels. Well, listen, thanks for calling, sir. I know that you, know that you and Mr. Gilbert over there have read the book called Just uh, Over Animal Farm. Yeah. yeah. The question is, don't you think that the government in Just Over Animal Farm is better than this? At least the animals there took care of other animals. They gave rules and said other animals would eat but without meat. But Nigerians cannot even eat the normal food not to talk of meat. How did you come to this point? And people are so shamefully shameless that they cannot resign. They cannot own up to the fact that they are charlatans in governance. They can't own up to the fact that they cannot lead people. Leadership is not by force. What Nigerians are passing through is what our forefathers even in pre people in pre-stone age never imagined that they would be an age like this. that is worse than pre-stone age in terms in terms of the economy in terms of security in terms of everything this country seems to be under i mean in in what what they call autopilot as if no one is in control it's like kicking a car and putting it on a slow and allowing it to just be moving and moving like we're talking about the economy where you cannot be sure of what price a commodity is you have to go and be asking this is how much and be preparing your mind that you know whether you want to enter vehicle you have to be bargaining and begging how did you come to this point and i've always said that the day that the talakawas in this country decide that this nonsense must stop it should stop it will stop it must stop because we need nigerians never again you know bargain this at all These are the same people that protested against a good luck administration and brought in a bad luck administration. God will deliver this nation Amen. from this evil in the name of governance. Thank, thank you. you. Thank you. Thank you for sharing your thought. I mean, frustration. Mm-hmm. Maybe Gilbert, I can see a comment on yeah, Facebook. Yeah, uh, yeah, there's plenty of them. Yeah. Uh, yeah. Many comments. Yeah. 08121877777. Please uh, take us through Facebook. Daniel Simon says, I will always focus on insecurity. I think that the executive at the federal level is comfortable with the killings of Nigerians. If not how can 300 gunmen attack for hours and escape with no arrest Stephen T Irene says seriously the people are suffering and the masses are starving let the government do something about this please let us keep praying 
Uh, may God help us in Nigeria. Long live the Federal Republic of Nigeria. Albert Akaya Dagza says the governors should share some responsibility in tackling the economic hardship of citizens in their respective domains. They are in charge of the economic policies that could harbor or send investors away. They are also responsible for the welfare of their state. Samuel Sam says, This country is really a movie theater. How did we get here for goodness sake? Only when we have patriots as leaders, this comedy will only get interesting. The governors should have been proactive before now, but because of how corrupt they have decided to become, they cannot be able to. Seeing that these state's governors cannot be able to account for their resources available within their domain. Zank, as he says, I'm urging the federal government to do something quickly because this situation is very tough for us Nigerians. May God have mercy. Dimas Bala says, governors can also do a lot to reduce the current hardship Nigerians are going through. Governors have more allocation from federal governments in the removal of fuel subsidy, so they can do a lot without waiting for federal government. And Principal Melumo says, a hungry man is an angry man. If you push a goat to the wall, it will have no other option than to bite you. Imagine in the midst of this hardship, the federal government is planning to remove tariff on electricity. I fear the day the whole country will rise with one voice to protest against hunger. Zauri Labar says, people are really suffering and they need palliative from both federal and state government. If this hardship is not addressed urgently, there may be revolution. God have mercy. Chester Phillips says, Governors should do something about the hardships because everyone is feeling the heat too. And Pajok E. Sunday says, God bless you both. Petroleum marketers are hoarding the products as the NURTW are going um, or already on strike. And one is saying any, no one is saying anything. From now to next week, many people will not be able to access their offices as the renewed hardship continues. Only God can save the poor masses. Dauda Ajiji says, This country operates a three-tier system, that is, the federal, state, and local governments. The hardship phase in the country today, the federal government takes the major responsibility of catering for her citizens. The hardship faced by the people in the state, the governors are responsible for catering for its people in the state, and the chairman at the local governments are to cater for their people at that level. So it's a shared responsibility. The blame should not be shifted to one person. Isha Kulaino says, With the way prices of things are rising in Nigeria, the president should take proactive steps in creating solutions because the citizens are angry, and when they react, I think the government will not be able to control them. Godwin Sule says, It's governor's responsibility for them to tackle hardship, which other state governors have started already. They should start... Okay. He should start his own now. Mr. President has given them the go-ahead. Okay, they should do something. Gideon Chung says, The only way Nigerians will come out of this economic quagmire is when all the institutionalities of government sit up looking for the most cooperative cost advantage in any sector to work it strong. Mashatism, Maren Esau says, Please and please, Mr. President should open the border with immediate effect to allow Nigerians breathe. Ambassador Joachim says the economy is really biting hard. 
I pray the government opens up more job opportunities for the unemployed to apply and get something productive doing. Aso Bargun, Francis says, Governors should also, um, okay, governors are saddled with some responsibility because they were part of the decision to remove fuel subsidy to enable them have enough and honestly speaking, they're getting it better than before. But apart from the few of them, most of them are so quiet and silent and busy doing the contrary with what is given to their states as palliatives. Clement Basile says, it sounds so funny to me. Nigeria, my country, nothing seems to be working. Even the federal government is yet to pay so much bill. The workload is so much on the governors. Let it be split so that it can reach the poor masses. We are all Nigerians for God's sake. Amos Jonathan says, um, truly, okay, the truth about Nigeria today is that governors cannot do anything. And I wish the president would be sincere because it's now we understand that truly he has no plans. At the end, the poor are suffering and we need a solution. God bless you. Bold David Jonathan says, I think it's important for both the state governors and the federal government to work together. The economic hardship affects citizens at the local level. So the state governors should definitely share some responsibility in tackling it as, uh, okay, as a team. Palliative is meant, okay, it's not meant for only pals and relatives. Insecurity, hunger, the list is endless. Oyedeji Shegun says, it's quite unfortunate that those that protested against Jonathan government are keeping silent. And watching this country in pain and hunger, there is God who... Comrade Peter Bissard says, First things first, the government should look into the, um, the skyrocketing of price of goods and services. The poor does not care what language is being spoken. But if inflation is being checked, people will not protest. Cyprian Mafia says, I think the governors should take some responsibility in tackling the economic hardship, just like the way His Excellency BCM is doing, which he started with the ASTC farms and the afforestation of palm or oil trees. Said Ibrahim says, honestly speaking, this government is the worst one ever we Nigerians have witnessed. My call at this point is to Nigerians, um, okay, to pray, okay, to pray. Long Jin Gum says, I think it's better for them to put their efforts on telling the federal government to reverse their policy on subsidy that will help in the current suffering. Gyang Nyam says, I think the federal government should try its best and tackle it. Hasino Isa Munkaila says, I'm a good listener of this station, but I've never called or texted. You people are doing good. Keep it up. My advice um okay okay thank you thank you thank you thank you mark dachin says to me Tinubu will get it right because he didn't um all right thank you thank you mark suleiman jibril says seriously some of the nigerians okay our fellow nigerians are really suffering but my prayers here is that may almighty allah give us good leaders who have nigerians at heart elijah olema says Nigerians are feeling the hardship. The economy is bad. The federal government needs to do the needful. Hapsin Manasse says, Nigerian government is the one responsible for our suffering. Our Naira is falling day by day, but the dollar is rising sharply. 
Robert Victor says the governors are not doing enough. Federal allocation has increased to 300%. Plateau State is getting 151.42 billion naira, but we are not seeing commensurate effort on ground. The governor of Plateau State needs to start thinking real quick and improve on human capital development programs like Coach Plateau. I voted for Governor Caleb, but I'm yet to get satisfied. Okay. Um, little by little with his programs because it won't address poverty. David Mark Sambo says the state governors also have a part to play in tackling the menace of the present economic hardship. I love what our governor is doing to cushion the effects of the economic hardship we're facing. He started paying 50% of the tuition fee in the state's tertiary institutions in Plateau State. Kudos to him. Omar Dan Matthew has this to say. APC is doing excellently well by implementing renewed hardship on the citizens. We should be prepared to vote APC again come to in seven. Prayers and fasting will never ever solve our endless economic damages under the APC government. Felkuka Gon says, this is the real time of from frying pan to fire. It's really getting worse. Comrade Longard says, only God can change Nigeria. Things are falling apart. The people are suffering. Um, the wickedness that our leaders are, suffering, are showing us is too much. Okay, may God help us in Nigeria. Julius Achigak says the state governors should also try their best and leave the rest to the federal government since they are the ones controlling the economy. Security and almost everything in this country, Tinubu said he is fit to rule Nigeria, but some people believed him. Now he has brought hunger, hardship, and inflation to the land. Ponsak, these comments. Yeah, well, uh, I mean, interesting thoughts there. Hello. Thank you for calling. Thank you very much. My name is Benedict Cox from Benghada. Thank you for calling. We're listening to you. Yes, it is actually very, very unfortunate that any government that comes, Nigerians will be crying that the former government is even better. Whereas the previous government before their successor comes, Nigerians will still be crying. The question is, when would all this crying are even end? When will the leaders understand that the people they are presiding over are not animals, but human beings that they are? I want to ask Nigerian leaders a question. If you are telling Nigerians to be patient, if you are telling Nigerians to resolve for the challenges um, for, 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 for the hard times, and again, you are feeding fat, you do not, receive, you do not uh, reduce your salary, there was no any sacrifice you are making whatsoever. In fact, your children are celebrating party where the venue is costing $150,000. $150,000. Your, 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 your daughters are standing to just go and rent a venue where they're going to build a birthday party. Nigerians cannot be able to feed. How unfortunate it is. And sometimes Nigeria, there's a particular thing Nigerians, even at the difficulties are doing that, I seriously dislike. People should stop blaming Buhari on the issue of, of 2020, 24, 24 wars, economic wars in Nigeria. Why? Because... Bola Ametinibu, the president of the current president of Nigeria, were the people who go and persuade Buhari to come and contest in 2015. So that they go to use their propaganda with the likes of Elai Mohammed to come and push out the government of Jonathan and of the PDP. Ashwa Dibola Ametinibu, who could not make a promise, who would not come to come and contest in a presidential debate 
the only thing he told us was that it was it is his own turn to come and punish Nigerians. And lo and behold, he has come he has come to office today now and Nigerians are feeling pains and excruciating pains under his watch. And the question I'm asking is this if this man understands that he cannot be able to handle Nigerians affairs, why is he still in office up to today? Does it mean that he doesn't have people who advise him, who give information on day by day, that Nigerians are actually grooming the pains? And the another question I'm asking, endless questions I'm going to ask again is this. Does he have any economic plan? Does he have any security plan? Does he even have an economic team that is actually advising him on the, on the state of the of this nation. Are we going to control this? For how long will Nigerian masses continue crying of hike in the school fees, hike in electricity, hike look at a liter of, of gas, a liter of gas to move it through. 1,105 naira. 1,000, sorry, 1,505 naira. In terms of state, I'm not going to say here in 1,000, today in my presence, it is in the, the, the top of the business I do. 1,505 naira. Now, if you if the cement is going to be converted from Abajina to Plateau State here, how many gas is he going to, how many liters of gas is he going to consume? And that's the reason why all these are going up. This man does not have any economic plans. See, the destiny of ending this particular hardship is in the hands of the masses. Those 300 million people and those 1,000 people are just manipulating us and then using us as slaves. It's unfortunate, even in the slave trade, people that are in slave trade cannot suffer the way Nigerians are suffering. The people that are in the slave trade with chairs in their hands. The people yeah. that are the slave masters, the slave masters want to feed them, the slave masters want to secure them, the slave masters secure them from even different shelter. Thank you. Wicked government. Thank you. God Almighty is going to rescue this country, and our, our salvation is in our hands. Let us stand up and make it, uh, make it work. Thank you. Thank you very much. Thank you. Thank you for sharing your thought with us. Uh, well, um, if we take more phone call, I mean, we may uh, run into trouble. So I think it's best, Gilbert, you give your final to word. To put it stop, yeah. Um, there's actually, you know, something something I really um, would like, you know, to to tell Nigerians, and that is to the effect that um, if your salary is 30,000 naira in dollars, you're earning $20. And if your salary is forty thousand in dollars, you're earning twenty six thousand naira, um, twenty six dollars. I beg your pardon. And if your salary is fifty thousand naira in dollars, it is thirty three dollars. Yeah. So. Um, <laughs> yeah. Well, it's it's just, just gauge. I mean. Yeah. It, it is. It is very very. I I I don't know what to uh, say, Gilbert. But it's the reality of our society. I mean today. I, like I told you, I was really feeling down. I was so one of my friends, you know, called me. He's overseas, uh, and he heard my voice. He he was asking, you know, what's oh, going on. Yeah, I told him that, bros, you know, this is what it is. This is what is going on. Uh, things are not working out. I mean, uh, the hardship in the country is way, way unbearable. Uh, you know, and what can we say i mean it's, it's it's leadership anything that happens is a function of leadership majority that's why you find nigerians doing all sort of things to survive and i wouldn't blame uh anybody but mm -hmm. if you go i mean there's a book that i'm not going to mention the name of the yeah. book he said if you want to steal steal but don't get caught <laughs> you know i know uh, what you're talking about bro yeah so <laughs> I mean, I always say that a human being will always survive. This is not 
telling you to embrace the crime. Mm, if vice, you do that, yeah. police go catch you mm. and you go go jail. And morally is wrong. Yeah. Your conscience will haunt you perpetually. Yeah. So, but it's, it's very tough. Nobody's mm. finding things easy in this country. Nobody's finding things right, easy. It's a tipping point. I just hope so. I just hope so, my brother. You know, uh, I, I just long to see when, you know, this whole tipping point will come to... Uh, to, to a climax. Yes. Yes. I would say, well, this is the much we'll take on the show today. Do have a very good uh, evening. My name is Ponsak Fanab. The news will come your way. Uh, top of the hour, 6 o'clock. Have a good evening. Bye now. <music> Thank you for listening to JFM Podcast.